Good morning, everyone. We are here. This mayor, coffee with the mayor, and we're here with the new mayor, Joshua Marsh. How are you today? Fine, Jody, and yourself? I'm good, thank you. So we're gonna just start off with some warm ups so that uh, we can kind of introduce you to the coffee audience. So we'll just start off right away with, well, what would you prefer us to call you? Are you Mayor Joshua, Mayor Marsh, Josh, Joshua? How should we address you? Josh is great. I'm a pretty casual person. Even though I walk around in suits a lot, I'm a pretty casual guy, so Josh is great. All right, perfect. So there you've heard it there. We can call him Josh. So, coffee with Kaufman, how do you take your coffee? So, uh, taupe. I like it. That's yeah. my style. I think we have matching coffee, which we is good. do have matching coffee. And if you're not sure what we mean by taupe, that means our balance of creamer to coffee is probably a 50-50 ratio. <laughs> I find that I only drink it uh, when I'm on the radio. Do you have like a significant time period where you prefer coffee or are you an everyday guy? I am a 10 a.m. coffee kind of person. Don't okay. need it when I get out of bed. Probably don't need it during the day, but just breaks up the morning a little bit and grab a cup of coffee, move that, on. That makes sense. So that leads me to my next question. Are you a morning person or an evening person? I am sort of a mid-morning okay. uh, into the evening person. I, I like to get stuff. I usually start working best to 7 p.m., you know, sort of in that evening time. Sure. We've got the afternoon work shift, and then after everybody goes home, get get a few more things done. Another breath of wind, fresh wind there to get moving. That's right. Yeah. We don't need any 6.30, 7 o'clock a.m. meetings. We don't need that. <laughs> That's wonderful. So then, all right, so aside from necessities of life, food, water, sleep, what's one thing you could not live without day to day? Um, hmm. That's a great question. I guess it would probably be... You know, having a teammate or teams to work with. I like working with people and being a part of the discussion. So I probably couldn't go days without talking to someone. I like to talk too much, I guess. (laughs) That's all right. That would probably be one of them. And it's not easy to talk to yourself. It's really weird. And people ask questions if they see you doing it. Or you just tell them you're in radio. That is correct. (laughs) All right. What's the most interesting thing that you've learned so far on the job? I think the most interesting thing has definitely been sort of how the funding mechanisms work. Okay. So we've been trying to get a couple things purchased recently over the last three or four days and sure. just getting the documents to go buy something that is very standard yes. has been um, very interesting and challenging. But that's a good thing. We want to be sure that taxpayer money gets spent wisely and not frivolously. Yeah. So that's good, but that's been really interesting to learn that process. So yesterday was our first official Board of Works and City Council meetings on the regular agenda. Um, let's just kick off the Board of Works. You have introduced a new, sort of new crowd, a couple old faces. Any thoughts on the team that you put together for the Board of Works? Yeah, so we have Councilor Jamie Kane, um, Glenn Tebby, who's been on the board for several years, uh, Rodney King, who is a returning previous Board of Works member um, from years ago. Most people may remember him from being at Greensburg Junior High um, as the administrator down there. And then we have Dee Rust, um, who is former military and uh, high-level trainer out at Honda and now works in Columbus. So yeah, there's some new faces, um, some different views, and and then some people that have got really great experience on that board too, and I look forward to working with all of them. Well, we look forward to seeing how the next four years roll. Do you plan on carrying them through your four years? They are four-year terms, um, so I I don't see any reason not to unless something major or dramatic happens. Which we don't hope for your... Correct, yeah, we we don't wish for that. Not at all. All right, so we'll jump into a new fire chief, and he's from out of town. Mm-hmm. So what are the thoughts there? So Nathan Sturmer uh, is going to be the new fire chief. He is originally from Evansville, um, currently in Kansas at a department. We went through a process that was 
the, the uh, job description and application was posted. People applied from all over the state, uh, from locally, everywhere outside the state. And we, I hired a panel of fire chiefs to come and sort of do an interview process with the finalists from the application pool. And uh, they made a recommendation to me. And I think that Chief Sturmer is going to bring a new set of eyes and some energy that we need in the department to help us be a little more community outgoing and outreach and just sort of lead us through the next several years to make GFD uh, better than it already is. I'm a big proponent of community involvement, mm -hmm. partnerships, and then also having the department become a destination department. And what I mean by that is I want Greensburg to be a place that people want to work at. They, if they work here, I want them to stay. If they don't work here, I want them to work here. Um, and I think that Chief Sturmer has a record of making sure that the departments he's a part of is one of those departments. We've got a lot of great guys down there to also help fulfill that vision. So I think uh, some outside blood would be good. Very good. Will you be looking at, you used that term, and I think that was kind of new to Greensburg, destination department. Uh, great idea for the fire department. Will that move through the other departments, police department, working for the city and such? I believe so, yeah. So I think Chief Bridges is actually at the police department has already been doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a very young police force because yes. of his recruiting talents and his uh, ability to purchase and fundraise for the technology and different pieces, but then also allowing his guys to go do what they're interested in doing. If they want to do drug interdiction, he gets them training, he gets them the tools. If they want to go get a canine unit, you know, we went from zero canines to three in probably less than two years. Um, he's very good at that. So I believe Greensburg PD is probably already one of those destination police departments. The other departments, I would love to have them be that as well. We don't see as much turnover in street and water and wastewater. Those folks that work there usually hang around for a while and glad to have all that experience. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's important for any employer, and that's what we are, right? We're an employer, sure. to be sure that their employees enjoy working there, have an opportunity to succeed, and that we're investing in them just like a, a private company would. So yeah, I, I think we'll see that sort of trickle down. But those two in particular, police and fire, we, we do have a lot of turnover. They typically tend to be younger um, men and women that can come on and off the force. So those two are special cases, if you will. Sure, absolutely. Also, you have introduced the new city attorney, Chris Stevens. Mm -hmm. um, thoughts behind that? I think Chris is a great guy. He was also former city attorney way back uh, a few years ago. I think that his legal knowledge and skill will serve the community well and uh, look forward to working with him. And I think you saw last night, he, he's a very engaged city attorney, right? He makes sure that we stay on track and that we are meeting all the parliamentary requirements and making sure that he understands what edits need to be made to the ordinances when somebody's up there talking about well, we're going to go rewrite this. All we have to do is change must to should, and we solve that problem. Um, so I'm glad to have him as a teammate, too. Very good. Only one thing was addressed by your Board of Works people, and that was just concern on conflicts of interest. Yep. So Chris also represents uh, Washington Township's trustee's office and the Adams Township trustee. Washington Township obviously encompasses the city of Greensburg. Sure. Um, 
we only kind of have one partnership that we have with the township, and that is the fire contract. The township pays the city $140,000 a year to provide fire protection as dedicated or as required by state law mm -hmm. to protect Washington Township. We can do waivers of conflict on those types of things. No big deal. Um, Chris and I and Christian Rust, the Washington Township trustee, have all talked about that to make sure that that wouldn't be any issue. I don't foresee that being any problem. Had some new equipment purchased. It's wonderful here that the city will be updated. But more on that is that you have introduced a new role into the city government, and that is your communications director. What's your idea behind that role? Yeah, so uh, Kristen Williams is the new city's communications director. And as we were going through the campaign, so my background's in public relations and marketing. I led statewide communication efforts when I worked for the state. So I appreciate it and I understand the value that it has. Kristen's role is to help us facilitate the message that the city's doing, but not just sort of as a sales pitch, but also as an information platform, right? We can post about why this road is closed or it's going to be closed or here's where the project's at on a timeline or here's a great thing that the street department did or the fire department did. So the goal is to make information more readily available from a source that people know that they can get it from and know that it's gonna be as accurate as it can be um, because we're gonna strive for that, right? There's no reason for us to push out wrong information sure. and try to have it right. The other piece to that is, is throughout the campaign, people kept mentioning to me, like, well, I wish I just knew what was going on. Sure. And so I would ask what that meant. And they're like, well, we don't get the paper anymore, or we don't listen to the radio, or we don't do a combination. Most people do have a smartphone. Um, most people do have an email. Most people do have Facebook or some type of social media platform. And if they take the other two, they probably still have those. And if they don't take those, they have those. Sure. So it's sort of one of those things. There's five ways to get a hold of someone. Radio, newspaper, sort of an email newsletter type thing, social media and interpersonal. So throughout the campaign, we did all five of those. <laughs> and I wanted someone on the city's team that could help facilitate all five of those. As you know, in communications, it takes a lot of work does, to yes. just get a short segment of Coffee with Kaufman. You drove from Batesville to Greensburg <laughs> to sit down with me, and now you probably have to go back. So that takes you two hours. Sure. Kristen's job is to help with that, to make sure that our all of our department heads and city employees are having the light shown on what they're doing in a good way and um, making sure that the public's aware of what we're doing, too. So that was sort of the background on that. Yeah, as you mentioned, we're in the need of a lot of technology as we add sort of an air-quoted new department. Yeah. It requires a lot of stuff to, to make that happen, microphones, lighting, cameras, the equipment, um, software, technology. Sure. So I was very appreciative of the Board of Works supporting that purchasing agreement to get us moving. So I think it's going to be really good. I, everybody listening, you know, we, we have the official social media platforms for the city, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all up and going. They're all at the city of Greensburg, Indiana. And we'll be continuing to be more active on that as we move forward. And that'll be a good way to get all of the content. Excellent. Well, we definitely look forward to that. So then jumping into the city council meeting, they definitely didn't slow down for your first city council. Uh, three ordinances were on the agenda, animal control ordinance, um, as well as the fireworks ordinance, and then um, discussion of the UTV side-by-side -side ordinance. So we'll kind of start with the fireworks ordinance. That one was actually passed, 5-0. Uh, any thoughts on that one? I think it's 
a good thing, you know, the ordinance sort of at a high level is it limits fireworks that are shot off during non-holiday season. Sure. So like New Year's is an example, Fourth of July or the other the other one. This ordinance limits the shooting off of fireworks unless you call the Greensburg Police Department and f- give them warning that you're going to do that. It's so that when somebody calls and says, hey, there's gunshots in my neighborhood or somebody's out here shooting off fireworks, they can say, well, they did call and give us a heads up. We know about that. Thanks thanks for your call. Um, I think that's a step in the right direction. This ordinance, I think, was originally created to sort of prevent the shooting of fireworks for people that have animals, PTSD, and different things. So I'm not sure, in my personal opinion, if we actually reached full harm prevention that it was originally intended for but that's okay you know we, i discussed that with the council the council mentioned that last night this is where they wanted to be as a compromise and i'm i'm totally fine with that i i think it's a step in the right direction so just as a fair warning if you want to shoot off fireworks in the city of greensburg outside the sort of times around fourth of july or new year's just give the greensburg police department a call and uh, heads up of your name and address very good and i think that it seemed to me maybe the basis was more event purpose than like Every other Tuesday, I'm going to call the police and say, I just want some fireworks for the heck of it. But maybe if you want to celebrate your birthday or your kid was just born and you like fireworks or a wedding, that was more the basis, correct? Yes, it's it's just to kind of, so it's not every other Tuesday, like you said. Absolutely. As a neighbor, I appreciate that. (laughs) So um, the UTV ordinance. So that one was actually tabled. Um, Lots of discussion. They added um, possibilities for golf carts. So my thoughts are... Um, I know you've been following this because you were very diligent about attending meetings prior to your election. What are your thoughts on this now as the new mayor? I think the, so we kind of need to separate them out. So what they did last night was tabled it on second reading because they had a lot of changes that have been brought up by the public since the last meeting. Um, A lot of people didn't want to see golf carts included in that ordinance. So they are going to strike golf carts as not being covered under this ordinance. Uh, Councilor Fleetwood proposed in the future bringing up a totally separate ordinance for golf carts, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. The UTV piece of this then is interesting, right? So it's allowing UTVs on city streets as long as they meet certain requirements as set out by the state, right? They have to have turn signals, headlights, seat belts. Anyone under the age of 18 has to wear a helmet. Locally, we're implementing or would like to implement a registration process. So they're adjusting the fee for that and whether to do that annually or biannually and what that number is. And then if there's a registration window, so for example purposes only, let's say December 1 to December 31st, you must come in and register your vehicle, you pay the fine or you pay the fee, you get like a license plate sticker like you would for the DNR, like you do for your car. Um, So that's what they're discussing. That's why it was tabled. I think it's an interesting ordinance. There's a lot of events out there now that are what are used to be called poker runs, right? Where you go from establishment to establishment to establishment as a charity ride or whatever. And the UTVs are sort of used in that the same way that people use Jeeps or people use motorcycles. we as a community you know didn't have anything that allowed them to drive on our city streets so they didn't come through here 
I've had people express support and concern for that, right? Do we want a parade of ATV or UTVs, excuse me, running through the city? And then there's also, do we want to not be welcoming to people who want to support our establishments? Because I've seen those things have 50, 100 things, and maybe that's 200 people that stop at some place for 30 minutes, and that's a lot of money and injected into the community in a very short amount of time. I think it's probably fine. I think the edits that they're looking to make, the registration and some of the accountability is important. Um, I think that I think that's fine. Should safety become a concern, would it be something you would suggest um, changing in the future? The safety, I mean, safety is always priority number one, Absolutely, right? Yes. Um, those those things are built to sustain a rollover. You know, they're they're built for off road activity which sometimes is worse when it comes to on-road activity. Um, but it's not the same as a car, right? It doesn't, they don't have doors, but they are built with a lot of safety in mind. Unfortunately, it's one of those things that if you have to raise that question or you find an issue, it's probably too late. Somebody's already been harmed. Sure. I think the council's done their homework. I think they've been diligent on it. And I think that it's one of those things. They're, they're machines. People that own them and drive them need to operate them with diligence and safety like they would a car or a motorcycle. Sure. Um, there's some responsibility on the owners and public to, to take care of that. I'm always happy to look at something that needs an edit if we find a problem. It hasn't been passed yet, so I think I hate to yes. say let's change it because uh, it's not even there. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm always happy to look, and that's no problem. Very good. All right, so in new business, a little bit of a tough subject that the council faced last night, and that was the subject of the Greensburg Housing Authority. Uh, they were asked to help with a funding issue. Um, can you help maybe, what are your thoughts on the, how, they, how they handled the situation? So it's, it's been an ongoing conversation over about the last month. Um, Mayor Manis and I worked with the Housing Authority and, and the council. Everybody's been really involved. And you're right, it was a tough call and decision um, by the council. It's a problem that started years ago, and it has nothing to do with the people who are currently running the Housing Authority, both as the executive director and as the board. They have been working diligently to try to solve their problem. Part of it was made worse by the federal housing and urban development, commonly known as HUD, coming in and sort of saying, okay, we know that this has been ongoing for a long time and you've been working to fix it, but you have 10 days pretty much to come up with 28, 000, roughly $28,000 and you can't use any federal money for it and they can't take any donations. Right. Um, so it has to come from the city that's or the county, city, county. Um, it's one of those things that it was a tough decision by the council. They opted not to provide them the funding. They don't, I feel like they didn't see how the other debt that is incurred on the administrative end could be paid off. There was no guarantee that even if the city gave them the money to bail them out, that HUD wouldn't close them anyway. They sure. could just take the money and close the office. There was no guarantee. There was nothing like that. The good news, the bad news is, is the executive director is not going to probably be the executive director when the housing authority closes. Sure. The good news is, is people that are on and served by the program will continue to be served by HUD. They will be based out of the Indianapolis office and not the Greensburg office. They 
the people that are on the waiting list will be put on the waiting list at the Indianapolis office. And there is always the possibility that the community could have apartments rented for by HUD here. It doesn't mean that all of those people have to move, nothing like that. So the people on the program really won't see any change except for where their location, where their program is managed from. That's a good news. Nobody's not getting service because of this. Sure. Um, the other piece to that is that we are the only housing authority in the area except for Columbus. Yes. So Columbus and Indianapolis are the other two. All the others have either closed or have never existed. Um, so we're kind of uh, we're unique in that situation, which isn't bad. I don't mind being unique, but it's not like we're the first one around to go through this. It's unfortunate. I think the council thought about it. I think you could see in the room, there was a lot of discussion surrounding it. Um, Miss Melissa Ashley came and did a presentation with the board president, Bob King, and sort of said, you know, here's the facts. They were all, I want to commend them all. They were very transparent, very honest, and said, look, if you don't do it, that's fine. Here's what's going to happen. If you do do it, we'd appreciate that. Here's what will happen. Sure. And then there were some asterisks on both of those columns. So... I think the council did a good job of listening and understanding. And, and, you know, unfortunately, as an elected official, sometimes you have to make those challenging decisions that kind of, for lack of better terms, are a lose-lose situation. Um, I, I think the council put a lot of thought into it and, and made a decision that they feel is in the best interest of the taxpaying members of the community and everyone in the community because that was taxpayer money that was going to go to that program. So it was well within their jurisdiction. It was well within their right. And I don't think anybody made that decision lightly. Absolutely. Well, let's lighten up the area. You <laughs> laid out at the end of the day your 100-day uh, list that you would like to come would you like to discuss the plan with us? Sure. So um, we, we spent the last year talking about public safety, infrastructure, community investments, and communications. So it was, a, it was a goal of mine to put together a 100-day plan, but not just a bunch of campaign talking points, but built on the backbone of what the department heads would like to see. So I asked all of them to submit goals for 2020. Not that I'm typically a big write-down goals kind of person because everybody's life changes every day. Things sure. happen. But I thought it would be good as a new administration, new in this role, and we have um, two new department heads out of the eight. So to kind of help guide our conversation over the next year of some goals that they want to lay out, I took those, broke them down, and um, worked through creating some of those topics based on what they are. There are some things on here that weren't on their list, um, <laughs> but but a bulk of them are. You know, there's a lot of things going on. We're, we're going to look at expanding our, I'll just pick a couple from each category. We're looking at expanding our availability of public safety. Last year's National Night Out out of North Park was fantastic. We had a great attendance. People loved it. They loved to see the police and fire in their neighborhood. Absolutely. I know Chief Bridges is working on implementing that on a smaller, more frequent level mm -hmm. as well, in addition to National Night Out. I would love for the Greensburg Fire Department to be a part of that. I would love for my office to be a part of that so that you can come, bring the kids, you can talk about fire and police, and, and then mom and dad can ask about the road project or something from my office or how we can help. Sure. So I look forward to that. Infrastructure is a huge piece of the puzzle that's coming 
as always, we're looking to apply for 200,000 in community crossing grants. The presentation for that is actually next week. So, you know, um, Engineer Ron May, Street Commissioner Mark Klosterkamper and I are headed to uh, Seymour to do that presentation um, about what it is. Oh, I'm sorry, that is actually for the North Michigan Avenue project, which is a rebuild from the fire station at Ireland Street all the way out to um, the bypass. So we're going down there to present on that. That's about $18 million request to make that very similar to the north end of Lincoln Street, turn lane, sidewalks, curbs, sidewalk, or curbs and lights to make it more pedestrian friendly, make it safer. We have a little bit of an issue with fire trucks going down through there. If you get two cars, there's really not too much room to squeeze a fire truck through. Um, that project is hopefully scheduled. We're presenting, get this, for 2025. <laughs> so it is, uh, it's a long road to just work towards something that is four, four or five years out. Absolutely. The sort of other community investment pieces, um, oh, I do want to mention an infrastructure and a community investment. We talked a lot about trails. I know that the, the TIF board, the Redevelopment Commission's talked about from the school administration building out to um, down Freeland Road, kind of over to Lincoln Street to connect us to the second phase of Veterans Way. And then I would like to see us start working on a plan as well to connect downtown to the park. I know it's something that's been talked about for probably a decade, maybe a decade and a half. Um, we're going to work on it. We're going to try to get something done that in that direction as well. The community investment pieces, you know, Pirate Park is sort of at a standstill. We're waiting on the weather. We're going to work on that. The sign garden at Lincoln and Maine needs some assistance and working with one of the organizations in town to, to make that a better intersection for the community so it doesn't look full of, you know, all those signs all the time. Mm -hmm. Make it a more informational um, piece. We're looking at a sidewalk, curb, and alley replacement program. While that may seem like an infrastructure project, and it is, it's really about the quality of life in, you know, selected neighborhoods or where that project, that program can take place to make it more pedestrian friendly, you know, make it safer and, and better. We uh, are going to begin doing regular under communications, as we talked about earlier. Uh, the, Kristen's role of communications director is a big deal. These radio shows with you and our local WTRE are important as well. I want to be sure that we're getting as much information out as we can. I think that that helps build trust and support of the city and what we're doing if you are just aware of what's happening. So we'll see a lot of that. We're probably going to go through a rebrand process. We sort of have a temporary brand at the moment. Um, we're working with Economic Development Corp, uh, Tourism, and some other groups to sort of do a, a community brand as a whole. But you'll notice that the city of Greensburg's brand has changed a little bit too. Um, so that's something. There's some other things that are coming on. I would like to see a restructure of the Mayor's Youth Council at the Greensburg High School. I actually spoke with Batesville's Mayor, Mike Bettis. Um, we were at Mayor's School together and kind of just got to talking about what was next and his Youth Council program over there, I think is a, it can be a model. And so I'm looking forward to that. I'd like to see students of all ages in high school get more involved and have the access and ability to learn what local government does yeah. and hopefully how they can become more involved in that. So we'll probably look at some restructuring of that. The last sort of thing on other is throughout the campaign, I spent a lot of time visiting other communities and I found that to be incredibly helpful to learn from people who have experience with this on the ground. And I'm gonna encourage the department heads to go and visit with three other regional partners. 
I have a much better relationship with the mayors of cities near us simply because I went and spent an hour. I called them up and said, hey, this is who I am. I want to talk to you. And this was um, pre-election even. And they were all very happy to meet with me and sort of, you know, download some information. And I just thought that that was incredibly helpful. And you never know what they're going to say that sometimes it's not applicable and sometimes it is. So I'm going to encourage department heads to do that. I'm all about I, I value education. I want them to go value education and be a part of that, too. So that's sort of the high-level 100-day plan. We will have that up on our on the city's Facebook page. I'll be sure to share it on my Vote Marsh Facebook page. We'll try to get it on the city's website as well um, so that people can go take a look. But those are some of the highlights. And uh, somebody asked me the other day, it's like, well, what happens if you don't complete all of those? <laughs> yes. And I said, well, that's okay, right? Goals are meant to make you strive to do something. Sure. And if you don't meet them all, that's okay. Because if you met them all, you didn't set the bar high enough. So this is something that I think is attainable. I don't think we'll probably see check marks next to all of them when we get done, <laughs> but at least it gets us started. It shapes the conversation for the first hundred days. As anybody knows, when they start a new job, the first thing is, is where's the coffee pot? Yes. Do you have creamer? Cause we're on taupe coffee. Absolutely. And what do I do? And so this and the goals from the departments are the ways that we do that. Very good. Well, we definitely look forward to the next four years and your first 100 days. And maybe we'll do a little review of your 100 days in the next coming months. Um, anything you'd like to add before we close? Nope. I appreciate it. I look forward to the continued conversation. And if anybody in Greensburg or outside would like to chat, uh, we're here at City Hall. Just get a hold of us and I'd love to chat with you. All right. Very good. Well, thanks for sharing a cup of uh, taupe coffee with me and we'll talk to you next month. Have a good one, Jody.